Welcome to the Pilgrim's Odyssey, your guide to life's wild ride. I'm your host, Silwan Green. Every day we share incredible stories and valuable lessons on life and faith. Thanks for tuning in and make sure to share this odyssey with your friends and neighbors so all of us together can let our light shine. Welcome friends to the Pilgrim's Odyssey. I'm your host, Silwan. Great to be with you today from Maine, where I'm at Camp Oceanwood, Ocean Park, Maine, thanks to Project New Hope. Brought me in here to do a PTSD retreat. Got to spend the morning with some great veterans from around the area. Reminded once again that when we allow ourselves to face our worst fears and come together with others, Miraculous things can happen. After a great morning with them, I drove up the main coast. Always beautiful, rocky, windy, green ocean. Found myself a coffee shop in which I was basically alone to do some work and just had a great day. You know, it's such a blessing to be able to come back to a place year after year like this because not only do you see familiar faces, you make friends. You see new people, but it's really nice when some of those people tell you their stories over the time, when you've met somebody that was in a bad place and now they're in not such a bad place or they're in a great place. Even better when they've come back to not just talk about what they've done and what they've overcome, but to give back and to help others. It was really nice this morning. There was was a friend from last year and he talked about how coming here last year the retreat allowed him to sort of focus, find some peace, understand the power that no matter what your age, no matter what you're facing, that when you dig deep, you set goals, you pursue things that are meaningful to you, it allows you to overcome the worst things imaginable. And to see the hope in his face a year later, to hear about what he'd overcome. Another friend I met last year, long life, overcoming a lot, now getting into politics, helping others, helping people with their addictions. It's just awesome to see. And especially sort of in a small group like this. You know, with COVID, not a lot of veterans were able to come. The camp itself is, is basically shut down except for our group, so we got the whole place to ourselves, which is kind of nice. It's more intimate than what it usually is. But the, the intimacy breeds even more intimacy, and, and it's nice to be in a group like that. And, 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 and especially those that are new, it's hard to come. It's kind of scary. You know, you, you, you come into any kind of retreat that's got a label on it like this, PTSD retreat. You know, it's, it's kind of scary because he, even though everyone's there for the same reason, when you're new, you're kind of thinking, what's everybody going to think about me? You know, and, and, and when you see people that have been here before and they talk about what they've overcome and what they're doing with their life now, that in itself is healing. That in itself is a testimony that, that you can overcome things like PTSD. And, you know, forget that label for a minute. You know, think of what leads to that. Just in general, it's life trauma. It's being in war. It's being abused. It's it's being caught up in addiction. 
you know, you think of all the worst things in life, that, that's what leads to this. And so to, to overcome our fears, to, to overcome a feeling of, man, I've been trying to overcome this for years, and I'm not getting anywhere, and I'm hopeless. Is this even going to work? And then you come and, and you see people that have faced that same fear and overcome it. It's an awesome thing. Now, all of that is a reminder on how deadly isolation is and how healing relationships are. Because most people that come to a a camp like this for the first time, there is that feeling of isolation. Even couples that come, you can tell, you know, usually when someone first comes in, they're not sitting so close together. And then as the weekend goes on, they sit a little bit closer together. That even within a couple, that they're able to overcome isolation they might have been feeling individually. And that together, that relationship is a healing thing. Coming to Maine this year, I've seen evidence of isolation all over the place. Maine has got a lot of COVID restrictions. When I flew into the the Portland airport, it was like a ghost town. You know, this is normally the touristy time of the year. People flying in and out, people driving in and out. My plane was practically empty. I think there were 20 people on it. When I walked over to the car rental area, it was like some Mad Max movie because I walked in and it was empty. Decently sized building, probably five or six, you know, car rental counters. All the major ones are in there. I walk in. I am the only person in the place. Now, somebody else walked in right after me about a minute or two later. But when I walked in, there was nobody there. Last summer when I was here, the place was filled. Every little you know, entryway into each of the car rental counters was filled and people were waiting over at the side while their family members or friends were getting a car. It was that busy. People everywhere. Empty. Nobody there. Driving around Maine today, finding my coffee shop, going up the coast. You know, usually this is a high tourist season. I mean, it's gorgeous. Every mile, every 100 yards along the road, it seems like there's a place you could stop and have a picnic or get a kayak out and go on the water. And the roads are just sparse. People aren't out, and the people that are out, for the most part, look like locals. Driving, okay, you know, few restaurants, the more popular ones, there were people, but scores of smaller restaurants, just empty. I visited a coffee shop where I'd been last year. And when I was there last year, it was it was busy. Every table was taken. People were in there working. Tourists were in there. I went there today. I was the only person. I thought it was closed. I drive by and, and, and there's no one in the parking lot. And Google Maps had said it was open. Plenty of time to sit there and get some work done. And I pull up. And, and I still am not even sure that it's open. But then I, I, I see inside somebody moving around, a little bit of movement. So I get out of my car and I walk in and it's me and the person who works there. I asked them, I said, you mind if I work here inside? Because I had tables and chairs outside. And I knew Maine had a bunch of COVID restrictions. And they said, well, ordinarily we, we'd ask you to, you know, to sit outside. But you're, you're the only one in here. So go ahead, sit, you know, have a seat. So I went near the back, had ordered some coffee, something to eat. 
brought my food on a paper plate so I could throw it away myself. Sat there for a good time, and I was the only person. It's the only person. Now, that's what I'm seeing on the outside. That's what I'm seeing driving around. What, what's happening where you can't see? You know, think of how many people live alone. Think of how many people aren't part of large families. Think of how many people in an apartment working remotely. Think of what that desolation you see driving around from a car looks like with people home and alone. And as I had that thought, I was even more thankful for the group that is with me here at Oceanwood. Because they're not alone. They're with others in class, walking to the beach, in the dining hall. Some of them weren't necessarily alone before they came. A lot of them were. And they're not alone. And there's a power in that. And you're in that class and you're talking and you're healing. And you're sharing with each other. You almost forget what's happening in the world outside. Outside the, the doors of the hall that we're in. This camp. And then I drove around and I looked at all those people and just wondered, what, what's the long-term effect of this? What is it doing to people to be so isolated and so alone for so long? And what's scary, people will try to fix it with very temporal things. You know, drinking drugs, technology. Very few people will face it who are hurt the most with positive things. And, and, and what do you need to overcome it? We need each other. We need relationships. Think about that. You know, now that this has been going on so long, it's almost become normal. Be very intentional about reaching out to family and friends. Text them, call them, visit them. Get out yourself. We change when we're alone. When we're in a room all day staring at a screen, we change, especially over time. I like to call it lonely logic. <laughs> lonely logic will take you to crazy places. It'll take you to dangerous places. Take you to lonely places. It will impact your personality. It will impact your views on things, and you won't even know it. And then I think what's even worse is when you get used to it and then it gets hard to be in relationships. I think what's going to be interesting to me is one day when our country comes out of this, hopefully, it's going to be seeing how people respond to it, to relationships, to getting out. It's changed a lot of habits. You know, if you think about it, even in a place like Maine where they got a lot of COVID restrictions, a lot of people could be out if they wanted to. People now are making a choice to be alone and be lonely. And I really don't think it's just COVID. I think it's because bad habits are being formed. I think it's because people are getting used to it. The evil one wants us alone. Don't think that when somebody's alone, they're not spiritual powers at work because there are. They want us to learn to occupy our time alone to not be in relationship with others. To have the light of day on our lives through the lenses of others, but through our own lonely logic that can lead to some scary things. Now, it can also lead to some hopeful things. 
I'm sure a lot of you when this first started said, you know what, I'm going to use this time to improve something or to work on my fitness or to work on my prayer or to get into the Bible or to learn something. But the longer time goes on and the longer we're alone, the harder it is to carry on with those positive things and the easier it is to occupy our time with the negative things. So I want you to think today about the empty roads in Maine in coffee shops. Don't let that become your life. And instead, I want you to think about the veterans who came together here at Camp Oceanwood, meeting in a hall, talking about life, coming together, healing, overcoming trials, traumas, and learning the power of relationship and the fear some of them had to overcome. People came in by bus, by train, some from Texas. And they did that, and they found something that can fill the hole, that can help them overcome the loneliness. That is each other. And that is relationship. So go get you some relationship today. Say a little prayer for me and these veterans in Maine as we overcome our loneliness to help each other. And I will talk to you tomorrow. Maybe with a little lobster sauce dripping from my lips. Who knows? But until next time, I want you to aim high. Spread your wings. And keep your eyes on the things that matter. Each other being a big one of those. I am your host, Silouan. Peace. You've been listening to the Pilgrim's Odyssey. Make sure you comment, share, and like this podcast so all of us together can let our light shine. For books, videos, and more content from me, your host, please visit Silouan.com. That is Silouan, S-I-L-O-U-A-N.com. Until your next visit on the Pilgrim's Odyssey, I'm your guide on life's wild ride, Silouan Green.